from the beyond and taunting interviews with your cringeworthy host, Woody G. Watts. Welcome to Hill City Paranormal. This is Woody Watts with Hill City Paranormal. <laughs> and I have a, uh, a special guest with me that we haven't done an episode together for, oh my gosh, quite some time. Yeah, right? I'm just not good enough, I guess. I'm not scared. <laughs> we enough. have done a lot of interviews between then and now. Some amazing people have been on the podcast. That's right, Some way better than me. amazing haunted hotline calls and tales from the beyond and a little bit of everything. Thank you for joining me on another episode, my lovely wife, Laura. Hey, guys. So I'm holding in my hand right now a crisp copy. I think this is the coolest book, really, seriously, a crisp copy, brand new, right off the press. Tales from the Beyond Series 1. Yes, yes. So, so you know, being prepared for a podcast is a positive, you know, because you, you, you do a lot of interviews and you, you bank a lot of episodes and you're ahead, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the only negative is, is like when you have something kind of cool come up That's and right. you, you've kind of planned out everything, you don't get to talk about it till like two months later. So, so if you have not, everybody, I would encourage you to please, please pick up a copy of our brand new book. Uh, it is in collaboration with Wicked Harvest Books. Jared is an amazing writer. You know, he, we, we kind of collaborate on some stories that include Hill City Paranormal Cruise um uh local locations here Mm -hmm. for us and they're they're like um how would you describe like goosebumps for adults sure basically right oh yeah yeah it's a it's a fun read great read easy read all chapters were I, i would believe fitting for anyone who just wants to have a good just kind of ooh. yeah 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 it's a fun book and it was fun to it was fun to collaborate with him because he he was just so um, open to ideas and you know stories and stuff featuring us and they're all fiction, but uh, they're yeah they're fun. So there are a couple of them in there though. They're good. You forget they're good stuff. Mm-hmm. So and we and everybody that picked up the initial pre order copy, thank you so much. We shipped all those out, put some free swag in them. Uh, you know we have two ways of buying it, so you can go to our website and buy. One copy where we'll autograph it and we'll put some stickers and stuff in it. And then we have another way now, and that is on Amazon. You can order directly from Amazon and you can get prime shipping, get it right to your door. It won't be autographed, but you save a little bit on the shipping. It's, you know, it's whatever you want. So there we go. Listen, Thank you. Just add it to your cart. Add it to your cart. Get it right now. That's right. It's worth it. It's Hill City Paranormal, guys. Christmas in July. That's it. That's Stocking it. stuffer. So from... The last time that we've done an episode up until now, a lot has happened. A lot, right? Like right now, the lights are dimming oh boy. in the studio. It's a little <laughs> creepy. Okay. So, all right. There is just so much to cover. And I'm going to try to stay on point with you. And we're going to try to go over everything. But the first, we got the book, right? Right. Second um, is that we have done a couple of video episodes and podcast episodes of your home location where you grew up right mm-hmm. so if you if for those of you 
who did not catch um the long mountain investigation it's our it's a video episode it's on our youtube website go check that out uh that is a very very brief i have to like that's a very brief fun video episode of a very um oh how would you say it a legendary place right yeah. like i only skimmed you know a little bit of that and then after that we haven't even talked about the day you went up and you had a sit down session with one of the greatest storytellers who have ever lived the man the myth the legend chops which is Laura's <laughs> good dad. old chops it's, um, it's Laura's father so Laura tell everyone first of all give us a little bit about long mountain okay and that whole investigation and then we're going to get into what we have called the Glenn Files. Which is by far, and it's not just because it's my dad, but it's by far, I think, the best stories that you've compiled. And and certainly my dad is is amazing and he is incredible and he has a history of hauntings. But the most, I would say the most riveting for me was listening to them, you know, firsthand and and Woody did a great job putting them together. But yeah, so Rustburg, Virginia, small town, you know, there was uh seriously, I'm not that old, but I mean, I can remember in just even just in the 90s, this town was still, you know, it didn't have a, a food line. It didn't have a grocery store. The only thing it had was a house turned grocery store called Long Mountain. I remember a time when you could keep your steaks on a tab. Um, there was like a meat tab you could go pay. I remember that. Um, you know, and, and, and it was one lady working in there and she made the pies and she made the bread. I mean, this place was like time capsule. Yeah, old school. And, but there's something special about Rustburg and mm. oh, yeah. that, you know, it, it felt like small town America at its finest and, and, and really, you know, farm lands, no hustle and bustle, one stoplight town, you know, it was a quickie food. We all knew each other. We all hung out at the car wash. It was just one of these special places. And even then, even now in 2020, it hasn't changed all that much. We do now have a Mexican restaurant, which I can't really remember the name of. Aha. And, uh, and, um, gracias. And a food lion and a family dollar. But again, you know, it's just something that when you drive through it, you'll just, be surprised yeah um that there's not a lot of developments and there's not a lot it's just it's kind not of a one of those no it's not a, i mean it's just one of those places where you, you kind of are proud you're yeah. proud to be and I, I would say the same about where you grew up it's yeah. just kind of like i'm still sort of proud i still roll my windows down i still play country music even though i don't even listen to country music but and, and it's everybody just knows everybody Right. Everybody knows everybody there. It's yeah. a rural town. Mm -hmm. It's like right at the foot of the mountains. It's got a little bit of every landscape, just so for everybody's listening. It's got, you've got mountains, you've got some water, and yeah. you've got some fields. Yeah. So it's, it's just a good combination of every, I don't know, Americana. You know? Yeah, you know, my dad has was born in Rustburg. I was born in Rustburg. You know, and, and so his whole family, seven brothers, two sisters, there's nine of them total, you know, they all still live there. Those that are still living, bless them. But, um, yeah. And, and, and so with, with that comes all of this history that my dad brings about every road, every nook and cranny of that place. And he just recalls it in pristine, vivid, 
you know, uh, memory. Oh, he's descriptive. And he's great to talk to. And I will put my phone and voice memo him. And and I started doing this thinking, man, when, when I would go up there and Woody wasn't with me, I say, Woody needs to hear this. You know, Woody, Woody would live for this story. Um, so yeah, like I love the Glenn files. I think that they are going to be the standard really for what I think you're going to do. And, and I'm just excited because I love to hear any good story from my dad. Oh, and well that day, the, for example, Laura gone up there, took her phone and you sat down and you were just like, Hey, tell me some stories. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, we've been talking about coming up there for a while right. and, and, and then you just called him on a day with your phone and it was, and it was awesome. And then you, you started sending them to me and I was like, uh, you know, part of me is like, Oh, I don't have my microphone. I don't have a camera. I can't do a proper episode, but then you start listening to him. He's like, you know what? Good stories are good stories. Mm-hmm. It like a, a tape cassette still has an awesome sound. That's right. Vinyl has good sound. Like all this stuff, like a good story is a good story. And your dad, he like he has some <laughs> he has some good ones. Like I am not exaggerating. Like man survives. Yes, and I even <laughs> two of them didn't even make the cut. Would that? I, no, let me not. I'm back that up. Not didn't make the cut. I didn't have enough time to put these two in there mm. because the other ones were so supernatural and so like just had an eerie feeling to them. I was like, oh, I'm going to save these other two yeah. later. But yeah, you were up there and we had, we had done the Long Mountain, I'll, I'll quote, investigation. Okay, so if you've seen my videos, you know my level of investigation. <laughs> I'm out there having fun, putting up trail cams. We're just having a good time. That's right. Right. Um, we had just... We had done the Long Mountain one not long before that, where we had put up uh, a couple of trail cams up on that mountain and and describe the how large it is and and like where he lives specifically okay. right now. So, in a, I think it was about 1990, I'd say. Um, my dad purchased 50 acres, 48 acres or so, um, right in the center of. Rustburg. It's about two miles outside of kind of the one stop light. Um, and he purchased this, this land. And I can remember, um, when we were sort of thinking about, or we knew we were going to build, we went out, we, we purchased a trailer and we parked this trailer and, and the land of where we wanted to build would not perk. Mm-hmm. So there was only one other thing to do and that was go up. So we started to, you know, blast these rocks I remembered you know dynamite companies coming up there and there's it's a mountain it's literally the center of Long Mountain so uh, my dad wanted a view he wanted um, his log cabin dream so believe it or not he was um, I took him it took him about six or seven years to see that dream finally come to fruition and he now sits atop a beautiful range of mountains. Um, he is the only one really within miles. Um, and, uh, he, he has a great little plot. So when you're pulling into the, the, the land, the acreage or whatever, there's just this huge sort of field. Um, and then you keep going and then you hit the wood line and then you keep (laughs) trekking up the mountain and then you reach his land. And for reference, we have taken the drone out there. Mm. All right. So at the bottom of the mountain, I go all the way up. I'm not even level with his living room window yet. Right. All right. And my drone tops out around 390 some feet. Okay. So then you get to where his cabin is. All right. And then I've taken the drone off from that point. 
and I still can't see over top of the mountain. Okay, so that'll just give you a reference of like, he's not at the bottom, but, and even at the top. He's so he has woods in front of him. That's right. And then where he's like, he kind of hid and tucked away. And then you've got this huge mountain behind him right. that I we can't see over with the drone. No. So, okay. So my dad built this house with a fellow friend of his. And this guy was from the the mountains of Montana. This is a log cabin unlike anything you've really seen. Um, I can remember these huge trucks, you know, and I'm probably in middle school, early high school. And these guys are out there hand chucking these logs. You know, they, they're taking these saws with two hands and they're just like peeling this bark. And I remember going out and collecting a lot of the pieces because they were curled and twirled. And of course, I'm a girl. So I'm having fun with that. But there's no uh, chinking between the logs. So the logs are, are, are laid to fit each other. Um, so once one is cut, they go, they cut another one, and then there is, it's just an incredible sight. Yeah. Um, but of course, any handmade structure um, comes with its its uh, turmoil. You know, I can remember as a kid waking up and my bed was floating, not because of scary spirits, but because of literal water. Um, you know, one of the sides of the house that faced the sun began to crack, and then the logs started to change and then the water seeped in so i mean great stories i could tell you all day a rustic mountain man yeah that's how you that's what that's how you describe it's a perfect way and so beautiful home hopefully maybe woody will even post a couple pictures or so but my dad has lived on this property and really he is a self-made man you know um he he calls it the jungle you know he he's up there he he knows the names he's he's even named some of the wildlife around there so when he tells a story you know it's credible you know that he's had an experience and so i had my first experience with something weird something strange um as a moved out 37 year old adult and this happened um, two months ago. And this is kind of what initiated us to keep investigating, to do the long mountain investigation and to keep some trail cams up there. Mm-hmm. This is what made us like kind of made us do that. Sure. So my dad recently got divorced and, uh, not from my mother, but from my stepmother and, uh, kind of had this sort of, I would say most of us go through this when you have some sort of change in your life you kind of just want to purge and uh he was ready to do this he said you know would you just come up and would you help me sort of purge out you know everything that I've got going on here in the kitchen in my garage and all of this sure I'm happy to help so uh long story short we got down to the food items and his previous spouse was a gourmet chef. I mean, she would cook some of the most amazing things. Well, my dad, he's a pork chop mustard kind of guy. Fried bologna. (laughs) Yeah. So he just didn't have use for a lot of these items that were up there. So, and then the man's gotten soft in his old age, you know? So he's like, I hate to see it go to waste. And so, uh, (laughs) so I'm like, well, what do you want me to do with it? He's like, well, I have a big stew pot. What if we opened up all the cans and we kind of got everything out of the, the, the pantry and we just sort of made a, a goulash of items and just put them in this, in this big stew pot? Sure, Dad. No problem. So 
here I am. I'm unwrapping trout. You know, I'm emptying Italian breadcrumbs. I mean, this is like everything you can think of. I'm opening up canned goods that Woody yeah. had probably been in that pantry yeah. since 2002. Bigfoot is either going to love it or he's going to have a tummy ache that he will Right, not, so you can see where this from. is going. <laughs> so I took about seven or eight pots full. And the pot is seriously... Like it's one of those big... It's like an eight-gallon yeah, pot. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. So I took it out to the wood line, which is where he told me to go. And this is the mountain that goes up behind the house. So this is where that those trees start. Yeah. So, you know, where he cleared for the for the cabin, this is now where those trees start. He said, take it up to that wood line. Just pour it out there. I got some raccoons. I got some, you know, stray cats. Yeah. I got some maybe. A couple some, of fox. Yeah. They, they'll enjoy it. Yeah. So, of course, I tried my best to do everything I was told to do, and I'm heave-hoeing it over the side. And then I heard what I can't even describe other than it freaked me out. I heard this sort of grumbling sound. It sounded like guttural, like like deep. And it was like a snarl. Um, and I dropped this eight-gallon thing and I go running inside the house and I was like dad dad there's something out there I don't know what it is but at this time it's getting a little dark um but I'm I I just said I'm not going back out there I can't go back out there so of course he grabs his you know little pistol that he keeps in the he calls his piece oh, <laughs> oh yeah I'm gonna get my piece yeah so he grabs that and he just Walker Texas Rangers it out there and uh he goes a looking and then came back a couple minutes later and just said, yeah, Laura, was probably a downshifting truck. Yes. And let me let me interrupt you right sure. here. Um, first of all, I know what you're thinking. Well, I think people listening, we've heard bear. Mm. We've heard deer. Right. And we've heard coyotes. We've heard all the game just about yep. that we know up there. And so has he. Yes, okay. he has. So... When, and this whole time, Laura has said she's from this area. That's right. So we're not new to the country. I've seen bears. We, I we, lived in that house yes. my whole entire so high school. you know, yeah. you know, you've heard stuff before. Yeah. So that was one of the things when she called me and she described the sound. And then when you were like, I've never, and the, he, he hadn't heard it, but then he, in his comforting way to you. Right. Was and and in the video he talks about the amphitheater theater of the mountain. Right. So if you want to hear that explanation, please go watch that video. But just for reference. That's right. You know what a bear sounds like. Yeah. You know what a deer sounds like. You know what all these animals basically sound like. Sure. And that wasn't one of them. No. And we grew up with labs. We had labs all growing up, big dogs. You know, I mean I I, I used to just ride them there and I, I I remember when I heard it that was like this is new and you know we've had bear on that mountain we've had you know black bears they they do make noises this was this was different mm -hmm. um so of course he comes back in tells me it's a downshifting you know eight wheeler on the 24 highway that's a mile and a half two miles away I said, Dad, I know what that sounds like, too. You know, it just wasn't, it wasn't that. And so 
what I believe to be and what I could say honestly since I found footprints and I've seen you know, these broken, twisted trees. That's right. Littleton Bigfoot. Yeah. I mean, this was something that it was just unworldly to me. And I have yet to go out to that tree line and, and really, I want Woody to investigate. But then again, I'm like that, that would terrify me if something did happen. Um, because you know, I don't know. I I don't, it, it was aggressive, but it wasn't, it was, it was like, snarling but it almost sounded like breath at the same time like almost just like it was breathing i don't know so so that led us to one again where she was dumping this food it's it's really behind his house and it is just mountains yeah so i mean you could truly get lost and nobody would ever find Mm -hmm. you honestly if you really like really truth be told so she calls me she tells me about it and then so that then leads us to do a little mini investigation during all the quarantine mess where we can't really go into new places, but family's okay. We're out in the middle of the woods. Who's going to hurt? Um, we set up a trail cam up there. Well, the first time we set up a trail cam, I didn't really like, that was my very first trail cam. So <laughs> I was like in experience, I didn't angle it exactly right. I got a bunch of shots of him mowing the yard. That's okay. Right. That, was, that was about it. <laughs> Riveting. Riveting. Right. So, but we went up there and we we took some we took some Bojangles chicken, and we dumped that over the side. And we you know we really have tr- we're trying to feed whatever's out there so we come out for the trail cam. So we go back up there. I, I gave it three weeks, I think something like that. I can't remember. Nothing really bad shots. So then I readjust it. I readjust the trail cam at a lower standpoint and a little bit deeper in the woods. I had, you know we had built up a little courage to kind of go further in the woods this time, and so. This second round of trail cam footage, right? I think we ended up downloading, I was 180 some clips mm. from like a two week period, I believe. Yeah. And in that, all right, I can't say definitively that we have like, oh, the clearest picture of a Sasquatch. I can't say that. However, I mean, it was like a zoo up in your dad's sure world. Like, it was like every picture <laughs> was like for wildlife. It was like a Bambi movie. Like, <laughs> it was unbelievable. Like, so every picture is something. Yeah. So I knew, for one, the first, like, 70-some pictures had something in it the whole time. Like, right. so I knew, one, okay, so this is a great trail cam that is picking up motion. And it's not a leaf, a leaf or a, a branch or whatever, right? So then, about halfway through, there's about three video clips that we cannot figure out what set it off and they're off it's something off in a distance. Yeah. So it was one big enough yep to trigger the trail cam. Terrifying. Two, it was big enough to do it a couple of times. So it wasn't like a fluke. You know, it was like right around the same time it did it and it did it again. And then like there was a fox in one, then a second fox and then it did it again. Mm-hmm. So we left the trail cam up there. That This is round three. We have not gone back up there yet to get that footage because I want to give it a little bit longer to see if it's, you know, if it has anything to do with the comfort level, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not jumping to it's a Sasquatch. I can't jump to that every time because I, I want it to be. I just want it to be. However, I can't say it wasn't something weird and out in the woods. Right. Right. So right. now that did. So that we did the long mountain investigation. All right. 
So in between the times, right, you went up there to visit with him and to, to you know, grocery shop, you know, since he was allowed to go quarantine. So give me, so the Glenn Files is available in the podcast. So please give it a listen and know that, you know, this is like a little behind the scenes of that episode, which you can, is already published. So go listen to it. It's great stories. So give me like a little example. You're sitting there and you pull out your phone and you're like, just record dad. Like, give me, give me the, the brief trailer of like some of the stories that all of a sudden you start hearing and you're like, oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. I can remember him saying that the claw marks are still on that farmhouse door. And that if we were to go back to his home where he grew up, that we would see those. That was a good story. That one gave me chills listening to it and editing it. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. And then he had another one. Um, it was a UFO. Yeah. I think it was a U. So he mm-hmm. is really like, so you're sitting there and your dad's stories range from some beast yes. chasing them, scratching a door. Uh, another one, a uh, possible UFO sighting and then blacking out. Yes. And all these, for the most part, he has, he has like, uh, what, what do you, what's a good word of saying? A collaborative, what would like, he has like a, somebody with him. Sure. Yeah. To, yeah. A, to, a witness. A witness. Yeah. Yeah. He has witnesses that can back his stories up and it's not just tall tales. It's like he has several people that have experienced these with him. Yes. And that when you pull them away, they give the same story. And and I think our goal, at least for Woody and I, is to get the brothers Eagle together, um, to get them to sit down, my uncle Beaky, my uncle uh, Ronnie, and getting them to sit down and the three of them cor- corroborate those stories and and hear the three of them talk, and I'm hoping to get a camera too. This would be, I mean, oh, a great documentary. That's gosh. the word. What'd you say? Cooperate. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was the word I was looking for. Because <laughs> I remember he briefly touched on it when we were videoing him, and he touched on his UFO experience, mm-hmm. you know. And then all of a sudden, I'm sitting here editing. You had sent me the voicemail, the memos, and then I'm editing it. I'm like. Oh my lord! Like the the claw marks on the door one, mm. and then the one with the red eyes, and then and they actually have inspired me in some of the stories that we're filming mm. and and yeah. writing, and you know we're that we're gonna make little short films out of. But you know, like you're sitting there, and then there was one story that you actually jumped in with your UFO experience that we talked about. Gosh, I don't know. It have been several episodes back. So what I loved about these one. It's documenting, documenting, documenting your family's history in a way, your dad's, you know, stories. But like, there were some that now you can jump in and you're like, yeah, I've had some experiences too. And that, you know, from, from, especially from our paranormal journey where, you know, before, if you have not had experiences, you know, you t- not that you judge, but you're like, ah, they're making it up. Right. They're whatever. Yeah, right. Claw marks. Having been through what we've been through now, what would you say to those stories? I mean, seriously? Like, <laughs> you guys, 
if you right, you definitely have your own personal, you know, it's it's intimate relationship with your paranormal experience, but it is not any excuse to disregard anybody else's. No, because because we know, and and people have heard us talk a ton about about the Littleton Bigfoot experience. If we had not experienced that, like everything that we experience now, it really opens up my eyes even further. So when I hear someone else's story, it really truly is a no judgment zone. Yeah. Because listen, I know how I may sound telling my story and I, with every fiber of my being, believe it because I know it happened. That's right. So it's like when your dad is telling his stories now, maybe when you're growing up, it's like, oh, dad's drunk again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Okay, dad. Sure. Claw marks. Now it's straight up. We sit up in the chair as like, okay, oh, oh boy, junk. because it hasn't changed, right? Right? Like you've heard some of these stories when you're a kid, when you're a kid with your uncles and stuff. Like it's not like all of a sudden like the beast goes from being two foot tall to twenty foot tall. Like yeah, you know, it's like they stay pretty consistent, right? Right, right. right. So if you have not, please go check out the Glenn Files it for was, real. It was just released. Um. I really didn't edit a lot, a little behind the scenes. I didn't edit him out a lot at all. All I did was add some spooky music. And then, <laughs> so I just, because I was listening to the stories and I was like, you know what? Just like the Allen interview with the alien abductions. Yeah. You know, like l- let people hear it. Let it be raw. Mm-hmm. Let it be the way that it is told. Yeah. So I am so excited for people to hear that. And I'm excited that we documented your your father's some of his yeah he's a treasure trove that some man of his history for sure <laughs> so everybody check out the glen files if you have not and to know what we're talking about the long mountain mystery the mysterious long mountain um go check out that video on the website you kind of get a background you, you meet glenn in the video and then it helps with the podcast episode yeah. it helps to put a face and don't forget your book right you're you're Tales from the Beyond. I already Beyond. told them they got to add it to their cart. Tales from the Beyond Series 1. Go get your copy. You won't regret it. It can be a beach read if you get it right now. It can be a great fall spooky around the campfire uh, add to your camping gear. Or get it for Christmas for somebody that just loves a good spooky story. That's right. That's right. So Some of the pre-orders were very awesome because they would... When you order, you can send me a message and say, hey, will you autograph it? Which is very flattering. I'm going to tell you all right now. That is so flattering. But You like, should see him. He's super nervous. Oh, my gosh. I triple check every <laughs> signature. And I put, so those of you who have the book, and I put uh, believe in it. Laura, did I spell believe right? <laughs> yes. For the 15th time. Everybody out there with my signed book, I, I want you to know, I checked that word believe. 50 times before I put it in the package to mail. So a lot of care went into it, right? Like, I, like, I, like that's the word. A yeah, lot of care, a lot of frustration oh on this gosh. end, but a lot of care on his end for oh, sure. Man, that was... You guys made his day. Let me just, let me just be honest. My husband is humble. He doesn't ever, ever rant or rave about his accomplishments. He's a gold winning man. You have won you have won awards that 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 small businesses just don't win. I'm sliding her like a twenty right now. No, know, like. <laughs> hey, yeah, you could do that, <laughs> but no, I mean, and and it's just one of your brilliant ideas come to life, and it deserves 
the recognition. It deserves the buy. It deserves the person who receives it to get the same joy when they read it as I do. And it's not just because it's your book. It's because it's your ideas alive. And, 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 and I'm I proud of you. Thank you so much. And I and I have got to thank Jared again for being just an amazing collaborator in his publishing company, Wicked Harvest Books. Like he he has books out that like really our our friendship started. He was listening to the podcast mm-hmm. and then reached out. And then he sent me his book and I read his book and I loved it. And I was like, dude, like, I, this is what I had in mind. You know, I'm not, I'm not like a good writer though. Like I can put some idea if if I'm really into it, maybe one story, maybe the beginning, but like, I was like, can we, can we collaborate? Let's, let's, let's talk this out. And here's what I got in mind. What do you have in mind? And it's just amazing. And I just love friendships like that, Mm -hmm. like that, where you just, you automatically connect and you automatically just are on the same page. And it was just rocking and rolling. For this book, but I hear Jared's name more often because, again, if you're listening, you know, you did make this possible, and Woody is forever grateful, and I'm forever grateful because, you know, he he has just found a, a, an outlet. And yeah. Jared, you, you know, he's found, he, he's found him in the perfect time because you had talked about, I've written some children's books, but they're still in my phone you mm-hmm. know uh, it's like you talked about it you 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 got the right people in your corner and i think god gave them to you yeah. and for certain this guy is just one of i, I and i'm excited to meet him i'm excited oh, I know. Yeah, we're we got to go, go to trip. michigan we, was it michigan it's michigan yeah it's after this, all this quarantine kind of hit but i just amazing and, and honestly check out his other books yeah, like, yeah so i can't like i am blessed my business is blessed and we are having fun with hill city paranormal we do a bunch of videos. We have this new, um, I don't, not a business, but like a, a film company, basically. Thrasher's Lake Entertainment. You know me, like new businesses. You're Lord like, oh, knows. here he goes. Another logo. Another t-shirt. Another shirt being made. Another logo. Another t-shirt. Another, another website. Another sticker. another business license? Um, <laughs> no, like we, like it's so much so that this, um, it has ignited even more creativity and inspiration to me. Like, um so that we started a f- like a film division of the video company where we do nothing but spooky spooky short films spooky documentaries and they're kind of housed under that thrasher's lake um entertainment and we'll talk more about thrasher's lake in another episode there's a whole reason why everything's taking place there it's oh. like a universe it's like the thrasher's lake universe in my head right and jared's like he's part of it wicked wicked harvest books all the characters in that just thanks jared yeah thanks jared this is the jared episode this is dedicated to jared (laughs) well thank you for being in another episode and talking about your awesome hometown yeah and it is it's beautiful everybody and if you are driving through little central virginia yeah just make a little loop through rustburg you know stop by long mountain grocery uh that's that's what that's what we're talking about that little grocery store so thank you for explaining the Glen Files and Long Mountain. And if you have not heard those episodes, please go take a listen. They are worth a listen. Yeah. Be sure to check out our website at hillcityparanormal.com and call our haunted hotline at 701-HAUNTED or 701-428-6833 with your 
more spooky tale. Thank you for listening to Hill City Paranormal. Yeah.